Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Tukey's Take podcast, your favorite hockey podcast that is, well, barely about hockey. And gentlemen, we are back for another week to talk about all the fun things. Just kidding. There aren't that many fun things because the NHL is kind of depressing nowadays. But we'll talk about a few fun things today. But we got to start off the show by asking, gentlemen, how are you? Mr. Endo Mills, how are you? I'm doing all right. Um, I almost died yesterday, which is fun. Uh, yeah, so I came back from hockey. I'll go real quick on this, folks. Super quick. Came back from hockey on the way back. I was watching WrestleMania while Polina was driving. Uh, disappointment. I'd rather die than finish the rest of that fight. But uh, just just driving back and oncoming, we have like these two fucking cars. One dude in a fucking minivan, and another car just full on just racing down the lane. And like Polina had to, like swerve out like three lanes. Or else we're going to like a fucking head-on collision. So, you know, I'm alive, thankfully. Uh, some would say otherwise, but uh, I'm good. How are you guys doing? So what, what I heard is that the WWE almost killed you. Yeah. I wasn't driving, though, but she was driving. And, yeah. Oh, God. Sin, how are hmm. you? I'm doing pretty good. That's That's about it. I don't have a good story. Fair enough. No, no near-death experiences lately. No, 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 I've been uh, I mean, you know, taking it pretty easy. I mean, hey, it's it's not a bad thing to not have a recent near death experience. So. Yeah, very fair enough. But I want to get right into the viewer questions today. Before we do that, though, of course, as always, we need to mention that this lovely podcast is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped.com. You can use the code to get it's T-O-U-G-I-E for 20 percent off your order and free shipping. Again, manscaped.com, the best in men's grooming. Let's get to this first viewer question, because this is a very interesting way to start off the show. From Scroopy Noopers. Question for Toogie. My wife just got me an early birthday present. My it's wife. A cam- My I wife. For it. <laughs> it's a Cam Fowler Anaheim Ducks Adidas hockey jersey. The 25th anniversary edition. She bought it off of eBay from a Tugi underscore 24. So my question <laughs> is, am I wearing your jersey right now? Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> In fact, you are, Scroopy. So, uh, hey, happy birthday and enjoy my Cam Fowler jersey. <laughs> yeah, give her, give her, yeah, give, give your wife a nice, a nice gift in return for that awesome find. Um, Feel free wow. to buy either of the other two jerseys I currently have listed right now, a Patrick Wahabs jersey or my uh, JP Dumont Sabres jersey. Feel free. Um, yeah, I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, that It was tough to part with that jersey. I was not going to sell that particular jersey. But, um, you know, when you got a wedding to pay for and you start looking around, it's like, do I really need three Ducks jerseys? Sin no. would say more than. Why the fuck do you have one? Exactly. <laughs> no, just kidding. You gotta have one. You gotta have one Ducks jersey with the cool logo on it, but the other ones are, are which trash. which I do. For those on the video portion, uh, I still have the the Getzloff, the orange one uh, that should be their full time home jersey, and I have the. Do you remember the weird jerseys that they had in two thousand three? They were black, purple, uh, white, and silver. Just very <laughs> a very weird choice for that era. Um, oh, I think you guys see. right here. Check the uh, chat in program. Okay. Perfect. Um, 
I have one of yeah. those jerseys. Oh, and interesting. I'm looking right at it. I just the don't want to grab one? it off the I, I don't like it. <laughs> I like me. the purple. I mean, the purple and the white ones are so good. Like, those are yeah, classic. They, were, they used it as an alternate for their kind of huh. well-remembered jerseys. Um, it looks better in person. And it's it's a Peter Sikora, who is one of my favorite hockey players of all time for no reason whatsoever. So... That's that's the only other Ducks jersey that I have. So the, the Fowler, as much as I loved it, I'm like, well, I, I can part with that. So, yeah, Scroopy, congrats. And thank congrats, you. Congrats, Scroopy. Your, your wife has great taste. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the other question, why not, uh, for the podcast in general, favorite Pixar movie? Ooh. That's a loaded question. Ooh. That's a loaded question because I got to be honest. I, like I mean, was Wally a Pixar? I got to confirm whether this one's was. Pixar or not. Hold on. Which it's one? Sin? I'm looking at the list. All right. For me, I mean, here's the thing Pixar started off on a fucking hot streak, man. Toy Story, Bugs Life, Toy Story 2, Monsters mm-hmm. Inc., Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Cars, Ratatouille, Wally, Up. Toy Story 3, Cars 2, and I, I never saw like Brave or anything that they've made recently or in the past 10 years. Um, yeah, they're fuck, man. They yeah. fired on all cylinders for the first they like, two decades. They crushed it. It's hard not to go with Toy Story movies for the nostalgia yeah. straight up, but honestly, I have to go with Finding Nemo. Yeah. Um, that is, I had to confirm whether that was actually Pixar. I couldn't remember, but yeah, uh, Finding Nemo is just so fucking good. Like, it's such a good movie. I have seen that movie three dozen times because of nieces and nephews. Oh, dude, I don't even. Yeah, I can't wait. till like, yeah, I'll get to watch it with my little. I guess she's technically second cousin, but I'm Uncle Paul to her. Hey. She's like three. I'm probably not ready for Finding Nemo yet. Or now she's four now. Fuck. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, don't worry. Before you know it, you'll be like me who already has uh, two nieces who have graduated high school. Oh, my God. Um, Oh, yeah. that's Damn. Older siblings. That's yeah. <laughs> what happens when you're uh, five years younger than any of your uh, older siblings. Sibling too, but yeah, but it's uh, it's weird. <laughs> it's Neither weird. One man. of us have kids. God, judging by our home life, we're like fuck that. No <laughs> families for us. <laughs> do I really want to raise a family in the United States? I don't know if I do. Um, God. Yeah. Um, Endo, do you have a do you have a choice here? Because I'm I'm struggling because it's just you can't go wrong. Uh, for Pixar movies. Yes. yes. Yeah. Wally. Done. Okay, that was your final. Wally's a good movie. It really is. I think that was like. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Show me <laughs> Wally. <laughs> oh fuck where's the button i think i have it somewhere do the here. steve harvey voice show me wally <laughs> do it now. i know you're Nega, gonna get huh? <laughs> <laughs> he said hey go do <laughs> what i don't know i'm fucking tired dude oh man oh god that was like I want- cosby mixed with steve harvey <laughs> yeah <laughs> I get, I get my black people confused. Call me a Republican. Jesus. Oh man. I don't I can't do it right now. But yeah, Wally's That's a fine. Wally's a 
by far the none my one of my favorite Pixar movies. Obviously, you could say like Toy Story, but like Wally, I don't know, it hits different. I do love me some Toy Story. Again, Bugs Life, very good. Incredibles, very good. Oh yeah. I I gotta shout out Monsters Inc. I gotta do it. And it's I don't know. Maybe it maybe it's because of my my soft spot for John Goodman. How is John Goodman not the face of those TV dad commercials? Like, don't get me wrong. I loved Family Matters. But we need more John Goodman representation. Damn it. Uh, yeah, I'll go Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc. is fucking awesome. So, Scroopy, thank you for the question. And enjoy my, my, well, it's not my jersey anymore. It's yours. Enjoy a great jersey. That was once mine. And immediately, by the way, the, the, I told the fiance that story and she laughed. It's like, well, he knows your address now, right? And I'm like, yeah, and I know his. <laughs> <laughs> what What about? <laughs> Whenever, because I've had people ask me, it's like, well, don't you think it's weird? Like, hey, if someone watches you, they could just like find you. It's like, dude, people can find you no matter what. Yeah. If anything, buying a jersey just helps me because then I know where you are. So yeah. it's perfect. Now we're on an even playing field as opposed to just whatever else. Um, you You feel free to make the trek out to the middle of the fucking woods. Have fun. <laughs> Try not to get lost. Uh, from Bouncy McBoinkBoink, excluding being a player, ref, coach, or, or drunken slash Karenish hockey parent, which job would you realistically see yourself doing at an ice arena? Now, uh, broadcaster. I thought this. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought this question was kind of weird, right? Because it's like, well, I mean, all three of us have esports commentary experience, so that would be the obvious direction, unless they were looking for something like popcorn vendor. But I have a way to really bring this question together. As proven my by my ability on NHL 2K10, Zamboni Driver. Hmm. Mr. Uh, hasn't gotten a 100% in that mini game since he was 12. Uh, but well, maybe not 12. I would have been 15 when that came out, but been a long time that would be davos's job he's a fucking wizard at that minigame damn yeah so there um, we go i don't know weird question unless you guys have an answer for it no like everything else is just too much sensory shit too much chaotic energy i i don't know man i couldn't work at a especially on a professional level i could not work at a fucking arena way too many people constantly imagine being like the on ice or like the, you know, the person working the crowd, like, okay, it's second intermission. Here the comes the yeah. fucking bean bags. Hell no. 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 Yeah, I would, I would sock so many kids in the face with those fucking bean bags or one of the shirts and everything. <laughs> Directly aiming for small children with the t-shirt cannon. I'd love that job. Oh, God. <laughs> would, would mascot count? I can't be any worse of a skater than the Coyotes mascot. <laughs> oh my god there's, there's a couple of options anything that uh, isn't around that. a ton of people mm. I could do but I don't know I don't know that many ice hockey rink jobs there you go I'd be a skate sharpener <laughs> hang out with Hans yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god kids if you mm. don't get that reference you gotta fix that yeah, you gotta fix it. I'm or I could hang out with Jan because he was there for one movie. They had to insert yeah. a brother. 
Probably over a contract dispute. I have to look up why Hans wasn't in the second movie now. It's probably a contract dispute. (sighs) Well, now I want to know, too. God damn it. (laughs) (sighs) Give me a a minute. God damn it. (laughs) Also, fuck you, Disney, Hans, and Jan. Just the most fucking stereotypical Norwegian names they can think of. Shouldn't it have just been Jan's to really line it up? or? Well, Hans no. is mm, it's two different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean. Uh, Bombay meant to replace by his brother Jan for Prize's role in the third film. Yoss uh, Auckland from London, England. Why were you not in the next Mighty Ducks movie? It doesn't say on his Wikipedia. This is bullshit. Ooh. Hold on. Yas Acklin, we're doing this live. I don't even care. Mighty Ducks 2. Why weren't you in it? If somebody can find it, you let us know. Um. Because I can't? Hans did not appear in D2, but was mentioned by his brother Jan, saying that he went home to Scandinavia to see their mother, as she loved him best of the both. <laughs> That's good to know. Oh, God. All right. Oh, well, apparently they were German, not... Scandinavian. I totally thought they were supposed to be German or uh, Scandinavian. Um, it just oh. says he was apparently unavailable to reprise his role as Hans. Fair enough. Now we know. A lifelong mystery. Instead, did he film anything else that year? <laughs> Damn it. Now I got to know. Completely derailed the show with D2. Why are we looking up Yoss Ackland, man? Let's see. D2 came out in March of 94, which means it was filming in late 93. Uh, in 93, he was in... Oh, my God. He was in Nowhere to Run with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Hmm. I'd take and, that, And uh, voiced King Papa in The Princess and the Goblin. Huh. A 1991 animated fantasy film. An adaptation of George McDonald's. Not Okay, cool. Um, so what would you do? D2 the Mighty Ducks or be in a Jean-Claude Van Damme action film? Yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, yeah, Van Damme. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I feel like that was a pretty good choice. So congrats to uh, Josh Joss Auckland. From RG Dust. Can you tell we have very little hockey to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> holy shit. From RG Dust, favorite mobile game. I will be completely honest. I don't Rain play mobile games. Shadow Legends. Okay, no, honestly, that's because they paid me pretty well for that spot last year. Same um, here. fucking Pokemon still. That's a mobile. Let's go game? With Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon Go, I guess. Well, I mean, uh, well, yeah, I get like, can you consider? Do you consider like a DS or a Game Boy? As I think mobile by mobile, game. he means mobile phone. Okay. Well, I tried to cheat it, so I had an answer. But yeah, uh, did. <laughs> yeah I, I got nothing. I, I do not play games on my phone. Yeah, I used to. Um, I haven't in a while. There were a few good ones. I played the shit out of this game called T- Kingdoms at War, which was like a tap tap game and got intense. The people dropped thousands of dollars on that game. And the most satisfying thing before people started like using bots to like control their account and shit like that was like, I'll do a quick explainer of it. You wait, you track someone, you track their activity, you wait till they're asleep. And then if you buy all of the allies that they have, and then everyone uh, uses their spies to steal from them, um, you lose, the more money you have out 
like not invested, it, the more money you lose per steal. So what you do is like steal trillions worth of their allies and then steal all their money overnight. And that's just like it's essentially for most of them stealing real money. So I had a clan that was were sh- a bunch of shit disturbers like I was and we would just hunt down people who spent shit tons of money, track them, wait till they slept, buy all their shit and then steal all their gold. So it's essentially like just completely making someone waste hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. You sound like a supervillain. Like this is like John McAfee's <laughs> origin it's, story. It's a game. It's within the game. And then those people who did a lot, they started using bots to when you start doing that, if you attack so many times and waste all your troops, it'll quote unquote pin you. And then like they can't you can't actually steal or attack them anymore. It was a it was an interesting game. It was a tap tap game. And uh, I had a lot of fun with that over the years and pretty crazy, very toxic community at times. The forums were a, a crazy place to be. The chat was a crazy place to be. I was honestly, I was a bit infamous on there. Famous from, for some, but also infamous. Like a lot of people fucking knew me. A lot of people hated me or they loved me. It was pretty, it was pretty. That's like one of my claims to fame is being famous on a fucking mobile game for being a complete savage. <laughs> Question. What online community is not toxic if it revolves around a video True. game? I mean, you know, uh, let me think. Like, Star on... is Stardew Valley toxic online? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even something like Animal Crossing was bad because uh, someone had like space space buns like the little like, two dots on the top of their head for their avatar and they were and they had like a white avatar and people were like how dare you like gentrify like like hairstyles and it's like it's like what the fuck From are princess you talking Leia? about right but it was like the curly like you know how, like my how my hair is like you split the two hairs at the top like two little puffs like kind of like kind of like I this. think that's less toxicity and more people just looking at shit to be angry at yeah, like to- what, yeah, the way like, I think of toxicity like is like people. I don't know, whatever. But I, yeah, I guess all forms toxic. of games are toxic, but there are some that are just way more toxic. Um, MOBAs ex- exceedingly toxic. Any kind of Dude. team game exceedingly toxic. Uh, but MOBAs in particular. Leave. Um, I'm toxic, trying to think. Six Siege toxic. Holy shit! I'm trying to think of like a gaming community that really isn't toxic, but. All right, if let's see, least toxic gaming communities. <laughs> Six games with the most supportive, least toxic communities. Honestly, what do you got? got there was this one that was, I forget what it's called now, but you played in like, it was like set in the Napoleonic Wars and uh, you would have like your own guy and like people would like RP with it and shit like that. And you would work with a bunch of other people and essentially like act out these huge battles. There's this video on YouTube of people doing it. Oh my God. And like, there's people Chivalry. running around doing French accents and <laughs> it seemed pretty fun. But again, it's probably, that's probably only highlights of some good stuff. There's probably toxicity as well. Yeah. But I think anything that has to do with more RP is going to be essentially less toxic because our peers are all in all, mostly pretty damn good people who like to pretend and have fun and are nerds. And we're all, we're all nerds are better people than most others besides the gatekeeping one, but they're not true nerds because the whole thing about nerds is to be accepting and inclusive because that's how you grow your nerddom. Stop being gatekeepers in cells. So Endo, your favorite mobile game. <laughs> um, 
Favorite MOBA? God, I don't. No, I don't mobile. Really... Mobile. Okay. Raid Shadow On Legends. The go. Again, still, ra still raid. Actually, you know, I've been actually playing this game. Uh, it's called Pocket Champs, and it kind of reminds me of. Um, Remember, like, the old Sonic Adventure games and they had, like, the Chow Garden? You can just kind of, like, raise a Chow and have them race off and do fighting stuff? No. It's like it's no. like that, but, like, people might remember this, but it's like that, but, like, the whole game is just, like, racing them to do, like, a, a racing event. And, you know, Sega hasn't put out, like, a standalone Chow, like, garden raising game at all, which is crazy because I'd want, I'd want that back in the game if possible. Is you basically like kind of just raise a little child in a way, and you play like the levels through to get like things in the levels like gorillas or like test tubes to like give them to boost up their stats, and then when you boost up their stats enough, you can like put them in races, like race other chows, and just go through. It's it's a lot of fun. Fair enough. Yeah. And from Jake, your favorite all-time moment from a franchise mode in NHL. Ooh. So kind of compounding on. <laughs> What we had, I have a couple <laughs> last week, and uh, Sin, we'll we'll go to you here first. Okay. Why not? The first one is there was this glitch that existed in franchise mode where, like, if you're trying to hit the cap floor, you have to offer a bunch of money to like some shit player. I offer Connor Brown like the max deal, but there was a glitch where if you went like onto the max deal, it would treat it as if you offered him a minimum deal. Like you had to go to the max deal and then click down by one. So mm. I had Connor, uh, Connor Brown refuse a 22 point something million dollar one year deal and said I didn't offer him enough money, <laughs> which was awesome. My other one was I think it was an NHL 17. Pierre-Luc Dubois went to 99 overall. He was the best player in the NHL. He was better than McDavid. It was incredible. I have a video on it with him with the thug life glasses on uh, getting to 99 <laughs> overall. It was fucking insane. Let me see. Uh, it, yeah, that, that's that's pro it, it was just such a shock to see Pierre-Luc Dubois at 99 overall. <laughs> it was good. Mm. I'm trying I'm trying to think, right? Because obviously we both have I mean just online, but then there's you know so many things offline as well. It's tough to remember all of the uh all of the different games. I mean Yeah. <sighs> Damn. I got one though. What do you what go do you guys think? Then. I got one. No, so go ahead. I, I need you to I need you to kill the time for me. It was NHL thirteen. Um, I was just playing franchise mode and a goaltender became my legend. His name was Tyler Fear. Now, Tyler Fear is an actual goaltender who played for the Vancouver Giants, Regina Pats as well for two seasons. Uh, going into going into 12-13, uh, he had a record of 15 games played, a 4.74 goals against average and 8.30 save percentage for a 4-8-0 record. This motherfucker, I don't know how he did because of Vancouver bias, but he was listed as like a goal, like a like a green starred five five star green star. So he was as perfect as he could be, like potential wise. This guy dropped through two drafts, and I got picked him as an overager out of the draft. He was a ninety five, a ninety five out of the draft as a twenty year old, and that fucker stayed on my top, stayed with my goalie for the entirety. I think I won like eight Stanley Cups or some shit like that. 
it was completely busted. And he, he had like maybe not even a season over two goals against. It was beautiful. I have not been able to come up with one. <laughs> like I'm looking through my YouTube playlists <laughs> to try and remember. But man, I struggle with questions like this. I mean, we're dating back to NHL 16 that I started making franchise modes video for. You know, it's just that's so fucking long ago. Um, I mentioned the Frederick McDonough draft. It's very similar, of course, to what Endo just mentioned. Um, but yeah, certain details like crazy series or something like that. It's after a while, it gets to be difficult. So I, I don't necessarily have something that immediately jumps out to mind. I, I wish I did, but there's just there's too much. And I got to be honest, a lot of like my favorite moments in terms of like being on YouTube, Twitch, whatever, have come from outside of NHL. I can remember a lot more like Madden wise in terms of just pure absurdity in the middle of a game as opposed to like how I think it's because NHL, it's like gameplay wise, it's kind of weird. Um, you know, we talked about that last show too, how it's just kind of weird to try to watch the gameplay. Um, but yeah, like Madden wise, it's just been a lot more crazy shit i don't know i'm i'm intrigued this you know to know people who listen or watch the show what they would think based off of prior series in the past but i just i don't i don't have anything that jumps out to mind immediately outside of i mean winning you know winning certain cups but then again man if you were to ask me like okay this and you did an ottawa franchise in nhl 18 did you win a stanley cup i have no fucking idea <laughs> I don't have a clue. So, it's a long time ago, uh, man. A lot's happened since. But uh, thank you, everybody, for the questions. We appreciate it. We'll move on to uh, very few things to actually discuss. Uh, Endo Mills. Matt Murray's hurt again, and the Leafs will play the Lightning in the first round for the second year in a row. You have any thoughts? You knew it was coming, right? Like, I think you were pretty much saying this all year long. Was that like, yeah. oh, yeah, they're going to have to play Tampa again or some shit. So, yeah, um, I think the best part about it is like I clearly said it like last week what the three things are going to happen. Uh, one, we're going to we're going to we're going to make it. And then someone's going to get hurt during the long run during the, the right up to it. You know, we had Ryan O'Reilly. Now we have Matt Murray, who, you know, can't be healthy to save his life. God bless his soul. Um, and yeah, we're going to be playing Tampa again in the fucking like there's no like I hate the format that we have. And I know like during if we had the 1v8, we get the responsibility of them happen if it happening again. But the likelihood of stuff like this happening year after year after year. It would be a lot less than, you know, because it's basically almost guaranteed that, oh, the Leafs are going to play either like what Boston or Tampa. For the past yeah. like five years, and it's been Boston or Tampa. Yeah. So if the okay, so if the season ended today, Boston would play Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. Carolina would play the New York Islanders, Toronto, Tampa, New Jersey, and New York. If it was based off of one v eight, Boston would still play Pittsburgh, Carolina would still play the Islanders, but New Jersey would play Tampa. And the Leafs would play the Rangers. 
So we would have won that. We we would win that series. I think. I I don't know. That's the thing. That's the interesting one, right? Like if you're a Leafs fan, Lightning or Rangers, and regardless, it's not an easy matchup. And I got. I have to be totally honest. Leafs Rangers or Leafs Lightning. I'd rather see Leafs Lightning again because I want to see the Rangers and Devils in the playoff series. So, mm, hey, fair maybe, maybe they are getting what they want, ultimately. Um, if the season were to end today in a 1v8 format uh, for the Western Conference, uh, Vegas would play Winnipeg, LA would play Seattle, Edmonton, Dallas, Minnesota, Colorado, which... Honestly, I'd be intrigued in like none of those are rivalries in particular, but I do think there'd be some interesting matchups there. But Sin, I kind of want to know from you, even though obviously detached from it, Leafs Lightning second year in a row. (laughs) Do the Leafs do it? Can they get to the Um, second round? (laughs) God, I hope so. (laughs) That's kind of my thought, too like they 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 should be able to they better be able to uh it's they were close last season and i really did want them to they've been getting better to be honest tampa's kind of worse but vasilevsky is vasilevsky um yeah and in the playoffs it's as long as it continues to be reft the way it is this more applies to McDavid than Matthews, but it's, you know, you can grab onto fucking stars and slow them down. So it's, it's, and you know, the lightning have those kind of players who can bug the hell out of skill guys mm. and they can score goals themselves. Nick Paul. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> uh, Aside from that, again, don't have too much to add. We'll talk about the playoffs in full. I mean, there are still some kind of crazy playoff races. You can go a little bit further ahead here on a run sheet. Uh, like the LA Kings clinched the playoff spot last night, which is kind of surprising to me, in all honesty. I mean, under the radar in a lot of ways, but a 100-point season for them at this stage, currently in second in the Pacific, where unless Edmonton goes pointless in their last five games, all three teams will hit 100 points in that division as well. So from there though, it's, it's the wild card. That's a little bit more interesting um, where right now you have Seattle in that number one spot on 90 points, 75 games played Winnipeg, 89 points, 77 games played Calgary is on 88 with 77 games played. And then Nashville, Technically five points back, but with two games at hand on Winnipeg. And there was a tweet from uh, Jacob Billington. Quote, somehow, someway, Nashville is threatening the Jets' second wildcard spot. Matt Duchesne, Philip Forsberg, Roman Yossi, Ryan Johansson, Alex Carrier, Jeremy Lozon, and Mark Borowiecki are all injured, with Matthias Ekholm, Nino Niederreiter, Tanner Janot, and Mikhail Granlin having been traded. You know, I got to be honest, I'm kind of rooting for Nashville to make the playoffs at that rate because that would be absolutely absurd for them to make it. And the best part is their lines. I want you to say, I want you to say something, anything, if it's a player you recognize. All right, let's go. Actually, maybe, maybe if it's a player that you don't. Is Rocco Grimaldi there? 
Oh, no, I don't think he was in the national. Shockingly, no. No. So here's their forward line. Top line, according to Cap Friendly. Igor Afanasayev. Cody Glass. Yes. Yes. And Phil Tomasino. Yes. Listed as their top line right now on Cap Friendly. Second line. Kiefer Sherwood. Yes, what a name. I know. I know him. I picked. I, I used to pick him up in franchise mode a lot. He was a good third, fourth liner. Thomas Novak. I, I think I recognize it, but it's more because it's similar to a jackass name. <laughs> Brandon Novak. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas Novak. I do recognize it, but yeah. Thomas Novak, who if you follow uh, Grav on Twitter, he'll hype this man up and rightfully so. 44 games played, 38 points for 25-year-old Thomas Novak. Let's go. One of the most underrated stories of the season. Um, He played his first 27 NHL games last year. The season before that, he was in the AHL and the ECHL. Good for him. Happy for him. Yeah. Third line, Yakov Trennan, Colton Sissons. Yep. And former Shark, John Leonard. (laughs) Leonard, baby. Solid. Is that it? And fourth line, Rasmus Osplund, yep. Mark Jankowski, and Mike yep. McCarron. Yeah, I know most of those guys. That is a forward group, though. Think about that. It's like, yeah, I know them. It's not those, like, are, oh, yeah. those are a few different third and fourth lines from different teams. <laughs> yeah. That's impressive, though. I hope they win it. Jesus. And their defense, by the way, uh, Ryan McDonough and Dante Favreau. Spencer Stashney and Tyson Berry. How franchise mode is that? Why the f- when the hell did Berry go to? Uh, in the Eckholm trade. What? Oh my god! With Edmonton. Yeah. Wow. I totally. I haven't been able to watch an Edmonton game in a little bit. I totally forgot that Barry. Yeah, I totally forgot that trade happened. Mm-hmm. And their third pair, uh, former Leaf Kevin Gravel and Cal Foot. Gravel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What a that line. guy was also a franchise mode beast a couple years ago. He was. He always, Honestly, yeah. I, he's, he's a fucking good dude, too. Um, he suffers from uh, Crohn's disease, oh, which shit. Um, I am very thankful that he is out there as uh, an active uh, spokesperson against it or, you know, in, a, in awareness of it. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. He's against it. He's I'm not for it. Crohn's. I'm against it. Fuck Crohn's. Sorry, just I the couldn't way you, think it was I couldn't phrased. think how to phrase it, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Crohn's disease fucking sucks. Uh, it took the majority of my dad's large intestines. Uh, almost died from it twenty Yikes. years ago. Um, still with us to this day. God bless him. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Kevin Gravel, man. I mean, um, literally, like it, it mentions uh, during the summer before the 2017-18 season, he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, lost forty pounds. Damn. Um, going through going through that and then bounced back and is still in the NHL now. So shout Dude, out to he, Kevin Gravel. He would have been beast. fucking released in the 90s. How dare you not gain weight and put right. on muscle over the <laughs> offseason? <laughs> right. So I don't know. Western wildcard wise, got to be honest, I'm hoping for Seattle and Nashville. Calgary, it's just the blooms kind of off the rose with Daryl Sutter. Um, but holy shit, what a disaster if they miss the playoffs because of the whole Huberto trade. Um, Winnipeg, it's been kind of a collapse for them. 
I think Nashville making it, even if they might get fucking just destroyed in the first round, it would still be. Didn't uh, that happen to them like last year where Saros went down with an injury and then they had to choose between Ingram and (laughs) who else was it? But I said, go with Ingram. And they did, and he killed it. Was it Ingram and Riddick, I want to say? Oh, God, I can what look it up. It? But yeah, last season, do you remember who they played in the first round? Um, um, uh, I'll give you the answer. Was it? Wait. He's thinking. It's yes, right there. yes, yes. Come on. It would have been Dallas, right? Oh, Colorado. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Uh. And Colorado swept them. Uh, game one, seven to two. Oof. Game two, two to one in overtime uh, with Ingram in goal. Riddick was game one. Game yeah. three with Ingram in goal, remember. seven three, Colorado. And no. game four with Ingram in goal, five to three. <laughs> like, yeah. Ingram had God. a good game, though. <laughs> oh god he so the funny thing is about ingram right and i mentioned those high scoring he had a 913 save percentage in yeah. those appearances no yeah so. he was he was good jesus dave riddick one appearance 15 minutes of ice time 13 shots against five goals for a 615 save percentage and a 19.91 goals against average. that's bad for Eichel. yeah <laughs> Like, just uh, that save percentage is uh, even bad for Rachel. Jesus. Jesus. Oof. Shout out to Nashville. Um, I put a little section up here for eliminated teams. I don't want to go through everybody. I mean, again, it's like, oh, when, like, okay, like, St. Louis and Vancouver are confirmed out. Hey, you never know. San Jose's making a push. They're uh-huh. making a push. Yeah, let, let's get our, well, we will get our update. I did want to mention, though, because of here. the Nashville injuries, I wanted to mention Montreal uh, as another team that are injured to hell. Uh, Alex Belzeal and Sean Monahan are now the eighth and ninth Canadians players to have their seasons ended prematurely due to injury, joining David Savard, Caden Gooley, Arbor Jacki, Cole Caulfield, Yurash Slavkovsky, Josh Anderson, and Christian Dvorak. <laughs> so there are some teams that have just That's had crazy no fucking luck whatsoever. It's nuts. It's um, like, damn, they're taking away all the Vancouver's excuse now. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, you mentioned the Sharks being on a run. Um, Three-game winning streak, you fucks. I hate three, it. Three games in a row. They are now in 29th. Here's, three. Go ahead. I was just going to say, here's the thing. It's hard to be completely pissed at it because at the same time, we've been calling up all these young guys from the AHL, and they've all been crushing it. Chris Cuolo mm. got his first goal. Uh, Gustin got his first goal. They looked great. We raffle stomped Arizona. We haven't had too many games like that with young talent. So while we're fucking ourselves in the Bedard sweepstakes, let's be real. Even if we got last place, we're probably not going to get Bedard. Like they, they're not. He's not going to. It's going to go to Chicago. Let's all prepare mentally. Prepare for NHL to hand a franchise fucking player to an original six team. Let's just Did all I mentally not- prepare. Did I not call that literally all season long? Oh, yeah. By the yeah. way. And yeah, and I completely agree. Like, let's just be ready. It's time for. Yeah. Anyway, oh. but just give me a, give me give me Fantilli. I wanted Fantilli as a consolation prize. And now maybe not. So the standards. You'll, get, you'll, you'll get the gamble on Meechkov. How about that? Mm. 
I mean, who's, me, who's the last great Russian shark? Uh, Pretty sure you have one. But drafted? I'm not sure. Well, like Barabanov and Svechnikov are on the team. They're not great. Um, like he's like, yeah. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. They're, they're good players. Um, But Barabanov, neither one of them are great. Yeah, who's the best? Victor Kozlov? Was that our best Russian? Hold on. Maybe. <laughs> I wanted to say Habi Bulin for some reason. Oh, you're thinking of he Nabokov. was never on the team, yeah, Nabokov, yeah, but he was Kazakhstan though. He was born oh, in Kazakhstan. That's right, he is. Yeah, he played yeah. nationally for Russia, but he was born in Kazakhstan. Ooh, yeah. Who would be? That's another. That's another good one. Who would be the best Russian player in oh Sharks God. history? All that's popping up is all the bullshit about the Czech Czechoslovakia. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to warn it. you not to tweet <laughs> yeah. or not to search because of all the, the tweets and the news stories. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just trying to think of some of them, but it's some of them are hard to think of. Like, was Alexander Milan Mahalik was Czech, obviously. Alexander Korliuk was. I just think look at Rush. all-time scoring and look who's uh, of what ethnicity there. Yeah, that's um, that's that's a good way to do it. Thank you. That's Linda. what I started to do, and I gotta be honest. So the the all time leading Russian scorer for the Sharks. I'm going through Klont Hockey. I'm down yep. into the the uh, Barabanov is number forty nine. Nice. He's he, Barabanov is the all time leading scorer amongst Russian Sharks. Are you sure? Yeah. He's ahead uh, of Sergei Makarov now. You skipped Alexander Koroyuk, who had 142 yeah. points in. Oh, I did miss him. Hold on. In 296 oh, games. Oh, yeah, you're right. I missed him at number 30. I mean, very so, yeah, okay, I, I, I guess correct. it would be Koroyuk. Yeah. Huh. Alexander Koroyuk. Korky. Who he, he he had two stints in the, in with the Sharks. The first time he was there, he was number uh number 15. And then he went elsewhere, but then we got him back. And then he changed to number 94 because I think we had a 15 or maybe not. But he that was his draft year. Little little fun to... fact about Alexander Korolyuk, who, who was honestly one of my favorite players for a while. Just one of those guys where most people would say, who? And you're just like, yeah, ah, but I remember like, him. Yeah, it's it's one of those guys who I just liked for no real reason. Yeah. So two things. One. Strong use of the term raffle stomped. I haven't heard that in about 10 years. Um, <laughs> when did I say that? <laughs> you did. Totally... Oh, yeah. We raffle stomped Arizona. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we put on our Loller skates and raffle stomped them. <laughs> I hear my raffle copter go schwa, schwa, schwa. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So the Sharks are locked into the bottom four, right? Uh, they have a game at hand on Montreal and are seven points back. You'd like to think uh, with six games to go that they're not going to make up a seven point gap. Not impossible, but you'd like to think it. So, yeah, in theory, uh, they are locked into the bottom four with Columbus, who they are three points ahead of now because of this winning streak. Same amount of games played. Anaheim. Yeah who are also on 56 points with the Jackets, but have played 77 games. And then Anaheim Chicago. absolutely blew it, dude. They were tied with Calgary last night, and then they gave up a late goal. I was so pissed. Mm. Ugh, I, I needed them to get points. <laughs> and then there's Chicago. 54 points in 76 games. Should be illegal two, what they're doing, by the way. 
So two points back clean of Columbus, three or excuse me, now five points behind San Jose. And Chicago has lost eight games in a row. They're going as to be the rewarded. Shark, as have the uh, Ducks for that matter, too. Here, here's the thing about Chicago is the one team amongst these four who has clearly been intentionally tanking. Yeah. Which is bullshit. And Gary Bettman wants to eliminate that. And they're actually going to be rewarded for it. Like, why did they trade to bring it? Why did they trade Doc? Bullshit. Kirby Doc. Oh, like, man. They're going to straight up be rewarded for being the only team to be intentionally taking. I mean, I think nuts. people would have said the same about the Coyotes, in fairness, but they ended up actually. Well, they have Clayton Keller. So, yeah. <laughs> they got Clayton Keller. They have Gia, does a Ghost Spare. They traded him at the deadline. Jesus Christ. Why Why do I not remember the deadline now all of a sudden? <laughs> Something, what happened? Oh, yeah, that's team? right. I was in the world's happiest place. Fuck the deadline. Yeah, you were. What <laughs> team did Shane Goss Despair get traded to, Sid? I don't fucking know, dude. Like, straight up. Wait, we'll treat the, it was probably we'll treat, a stupid team who didn't need we'll, him. We'll treat it like Ordle if you've played Ordle. So. What the hell is Ordle? Um, is that so, like Wordle without the dub? Yeah, it's but for hockey players. <laughs> So wait, you're basically it's finding out what team game. he's been traded to? I don't even yeah. fucking know. Um, I know despair. exactly what I know. I think I know which one. I bet it's a so team start, outside of the playoff picture. He started on Philadelphia. Yep. Yes. Made his way over to Arizona. Yep. And I believe he was traded one more time as well. He was traded at the deadline. He is now on a yeah, new team. Deadline. And I believe he went to Vegas? No. Huh. <laughs> I would have remembered it. All right, you got to treat it like guess who? Vancouver. So you can be like, is he a defenseman? Is he on an Eastern or Western team? Go ahead. <laughs> Entertain me. Ghost despair. Where would he have gone? It's got to be a team outside of playoffs, right? Just it sounds no. stupid. Currently no, a playoff team. In. Okay, good Confirmed playoff team, actually. They've clinched a spot. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> LA Kings. No. I don't. I don't know, and I really don't care at this point. Fair enough. Hockey's dead uh, to me. He plays with Brent Burns in Carolina. What? See, yeah. how do they even afford him? <laughs> oh, because Patches is done for the year, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That was the the big way how. So yeah, shout yeah, out to uh, noted well, Carolina I, Hurricane Shane Goss is back. See, that's the thing. I didn't I didn't I didn't get really pay attention much to the trade deadline besides the whole Timo Meyer thing. And then I didn't get to do the trade deadline episode here, which would have kept sure. it all fresh so that's that's you do have an excuse it's okay. i yeah i i contribute to this podcast everyone i promise yeah you do more than <laughs> the me hockey so aspects that. are the least important part don't worry <laughs> that's right we are a hockey fraudcast ladies and gentlemen right um couple of quick notes shout out to Devin levi winning his debut with the buffalo sabers um as commentary could point out all night uh he's only six foot um, he is an undersized goalie in the modern age, but his athleticism is fucking ridiculous. So shout out to another, you know, joining the likes of UC Soros as a short king. Shout out to Devin Levi for the Buffalo Sabres. My boy, Jason Robertson, is now the new record holder for the Dallas Stars for most points in a season. Eat your heart out, Mike Madano. Mike Babcock's going to bench you again. Fourteen ninety nine. <laughs> what a fucking dickhead! Oh. 
that guy have a job, he better not. I'm going to celebrate Mike Babcock still not having a job in hockey. Fuck you. I believe he coaches uh, somewhere for in U Sports. Let me check. He does. He, he lost. He lost oh. that job too. He did. He he was coaching for the uh, University of Saskatchewan, but is not there anymore. So good. Wow. If you can't even. Mm. Rest in piss, bozo. Uh, <laughs> Backwatch. Mike Mike Packcock. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah, he uh, resigned. Bozo. Shit. Good. Fuck him. Uh, Pierre Lebrun noted that uh, NHL scoring is the highest it's been in my lifetime. Um, currently, there is an average of 6.37 goals per game, which is the highest since the 6.48 goals per game mark in the 93-94 season. And we are currently on pace to have 12 players hit the 100-point mark this season, which is fun. Because it wasn't all that long ago. And this is what everyone brings up. It wasn't all that long ago that we had an Art Ross trophy winner who put up less than 90 points. The 2015 NHL season. I believe it was 2014-15. Your Art Ross trophy winner was Jamie Ben. <laughs> Any guesses of how many points Jamie Ben had that season? 95. 82. 87. Ew. Yeah. He won the Art Ross with 87 What year points. was this again? 2014-15. That was Jesus. the year before they changed the pad sizes again, I think. No, that was the year before they changed the, the chest protector sizes. I believe you're correct, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because then the half-season lockout and then Chicago won the cup. Oh, wait, no. That was the uh, yeah, the year yeah. before or two years before. Yeah, that season, there were only three players oh, yeah. to be over a point per game. It was Ben with 87, Tavares with 86, and Crosby on 84. Crazy. Yeah. What the hell happened that season? To that point, Connor McDavid currently has 146 points in 77 <laughs> games. Dude, he's going to hit 150. Like, there's honestly close to no way he doesn't. Right? Like, he needs four points? Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's their schedule? Let me check. Yeah, you check the Edmonton schedule because really quickly, I need... To oh, dude, they out. have a game against Anaheim and San Jose. Oh, wait. Yep. They play L.A., then Anaheim and San Jose, Colorado, and then San Jose once more. Dude, McDavid is hitting 150. He's got two games against San Jose and one against one more against Anaheim. Oh, my God. Look at their <laughs> their last games of the season in the month of April. Arizona, Vegas, L.A., Anaheim, L.A., Anaheim, San Jose, Colorado, then San Jose again. What a nice end of the season for the Oilers. Holy mm. shit. <laughs> so in terms of that 14-15 scoring, I have to double check, but there are currently 41 players in the NHL who have played at least 50 games this season that are over a point per game. That includes defensemen like Quinn Hughes, Travis Konechny, uh, Alex Tuck, is over a point per game this season. And yeah, in, in that prior season of 14-15, uh, 87 points was enough to win the Art Ross. That's nuts. Uh, there are currently 17 players in the NHL this season with at least 87 points. 
I like it. More skill yeah. is not a bad thing. Like definitely not. And it's not like people are playing less defense. Like there's just more room for playmaker, like those kind of high caliber guys. And honestly, I think just the skill level continues to get good or get better. Well, speaking of getting good and getting better, the Boston Bruins, who are in the fastest team in NHL history to 60 wins. Um, they did it in 77 games. Did it without Bergeron too, right? He, yeah, I mean, he's been, they've rested him a couple of times. Oh, um, I thought he was like maybe shake, injured a bit because, but no, they're, I, I think they're, just general rest. Um, NBAing him. I like it. Yeah. So Tampa won their 60th game back in the 1819 season in 79 games and the 95, 96 Red Wings did it in 80 games. So the Bruins on pace to be the winningest team in NHL history. Um, and Bruins head coach, um, first season, Jim Montgomery, he has set the NHL record for most wins by a coach in their first season with now 60. Uh, he actually wow. broke the record with 59. So that keeps going up. Um, Jess, I, I still just can't kind of, it hasn't set in <laughs> essentially that the Bruins are as good as they are. And I blame Tampa for it because that's the thought. What if they I'm get to scared. the first round yeah. and they just don't show up? Damn it. <laughs> like the only, the only thing that makes me feel better about it again is the fact that David Posternock was signed. Like that fear of what if they get bounced in round one, which it's, it's likely against Pittsburgh right now is what it's looking like, but it could be against Florida. Bruins Panthers round one. I don't know, man. Kachuk. I don't know. Kachuk. Uh-huh. He's the big X factor. Like Bruins. Okay. Bruins Penguins. I still favor the Bruins. Yeah, I do. It is Bruins, Crosby, though. Yeah. Well, huh, that's yeah. <sighs> Bruins Sabres could still happen. I favor the Bruins. They have spanked the Sabres all season. No way. Well, except for one instance, but Bruins are trash. Alex Tuck is going to run all you over. Devin Levi. We don't need Jack Eichel. (laughs) Devin Levi. He's six foot tall, but he's taller than your short ass. (laughs) He could look down at Marchand. God, we need to have architect back. We do. We do. Um, Islanders and Panthers scare me a little bit. Islanders because defense, Mm -hmm. physical, Ilya Sorokin scares me a little bit. And then, yeah, the Panthers who are again. So right now the Panthers are one point behind the Penguins. The Penguins goal differential is minus one. The Panthers is a plus 12. Like the Panthers just started off so shit is the only way to describe it yeah but they have figured it out it might be too little too late but man if they make it and that's who the bruins have to play in round one i am i'm a little bit freaked out man matthew kachuk has 102 points on the year 74 games um verhage and Barkoff both over 70 points this year um i don't know I'm I'm intrigued, obviously, and we'll continue to follow that as as things play out. But I think the lesson today is never forget that Jamie Ben won an Art Ross Trophy with 87 points, and uh, justice for Hans, he should have been in D two. <laughs> <laughs> 
God damn it. <sighs> With that, we'll wind things down. And no mills. Do you also have an impression of Hans? No. No, no, I do not have an impression of Hans, unfortunately. But what I do have is more videos coming out uh, for Tugi. Not not for me. I think I'm taking a step back from streaming because I don't know Go what the fuck kick. I'm doing. No, not even. Well, I have to do something on kick with uh, with Lime because he's doing the, one of his Discord leagues. And he's like, hey, come do commentary with me. And I'm like, yeah, sure. OK, yeah, let's do it. I'm not afraid at all for my safety. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, actually, uh, we do have an update on a different story from last month. From TMZ, Carson Briere has been removed from the Mercyhurst University men's ice hockey team less than a month after he was seen shoving the wheelchair down the flight of stairs. It only took him a month. But, uh... Rest in piss, Bozo, to Carson Friere as well. Yeah. <clears throat> You're 23 years old, bud. Time to grow up. Anyway, Sin, what do you have going on? Big old pack for uh, Carson Friere. I don't know. I don't, I'm, yeah, it's... <laughs> I'm just... I don't know, man. Just, just doing my thing. <laughs> just chilling. I don't really have anything to promote. Those of you who follow me on Twitter saw my amazing April Fool's uh, prank. Jesus. I, oh, my God. <laughs> that was 10 out of 10. I had to double check. So I'm like, that's not something Tugi would tweet. But at the same time, I did talk to him about the, the controller cock rings, as we'll yeah, call it. it was great. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. So um, for those who didn't get the reference, um, Road to the Show. We've been playing a lot of it on stream lately. As I mentioned on Twitter, I discovered that playing Diamond Dynasty, Conquest Grinding, if you hit directly down on the left thumbstick, it'll stop you from aiming too low. If you play on a high difficulty like I do for this other mode and you point straight down, you might as well be putting a shovel into the ground. Um, so Endo linked these fine products by a company who did not pay us to mention them, so we won't, that essentially go around the controller thumbstick to prevent you from moving too far. It essentially, in FPSs, allows people to play on a higher sensitivity for faster movement while being able to retain accuracy. Endo labeled this as a controller cockering, um, and chat has just run with it. Um, <laughs> I did order them. They will not be here for another week. Um, but in the meantime, I discovered that uh, some pipe cleaners work perfectly uh, to to accomplish the same goal. Uh, so yeah, sin posed as me on Twitter because there's nothing stopping anyone from fucking doing that. Elon. Um, and uh, yeah, put a nice, I think that's even a vibrating cock ring. That's fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's vibrating. I'm not too sure. And then, oh, uh, there was I'm the, surprised like, I didn't get a ton of ads because I just googled cock rings like a few different <laughs> oh, times. Wait, just wait. <laughs> cock ring, cock Don't ring, go on cock Facebook ring. There you go. Have it. Holy shit. Um, yeah, I'm like barely on Facebook anyway, so oh, I was getting weird ads from Wish anyway because I got I got I have some freaky conversations. You can buy anyway. a lot of cock rings <laughs> off of Wish. I'm what? Yes. Okay. So you know those <laughs> things where it's it's kind of like Costco where it's like oh I'm just gonna buy in bulk. 
Yeah. There was that fucking meme like seven years ago where you could buy like a fucking Olympic sized swimming pools worth of lube in one shot. It's uh, <laughs> not even a meme. That's just real. That's real, dude. You can go on Amazon and get like a keg of they lube. They call it a lifetime supply, but they don't. They underestimate my power. <laughs> they don't know me. <laughs> you don't you know, know the kind know of expeditions lube. I go on. Expeditions. How, how many cock rings can you buy in bulk? That's the real question. I'm not adding that to my search history, but I am intrigued by the answer. Uh, and then there was Maybe. the uh, lowering Patrice Bergeron's overall. That was uh, yeah. That was just cruel. <laughs> <laughs> Low AHL other former. <laughs> no, you should have put Carey Price as a 99. <laughs> yeah, oh, see, I couldn't think of what like the the funnier thing would have been, but yeah. Uh. It was good regardless, though. It was good. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Still doing a lot of baseball uh, on the second channel. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, streaming baseball every night. Still keeping up with the old Chicago franchise. And uh, God, what else? Pay attention to uh, social media. Crash Andrews and I did a, a wrestling podcast talking about WrestleMania 39. Um, featuring the biggest bag fumble uh, this side of Elon Musk having Twitter's <laughs> profitability in six months. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. We'll be back later this week. Will we have more to talk about? I doubt it. So look forward to more rambling conversations about sharks from 20 years ago, cock rings, and Jamie Ben being good once. We'll see you next week, everybody. Later this week. Next week? I don't know. Who's to say? What a sick outro.